Now, back to the Mulberry Lane Show on the Mighty 1290. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana. Once again, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, their story is as charming as their voices. Two sisters from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, being discovered at an open audition, which leads to recording with 12-time Grammy-winning producer T-Bone Burnett, a song on the hit soundtrack to The Hunger Games, and a tour with music legend Paul Simon. It doesn't get any more fairy tale than that. Mm -hmm. They're the secret sisters. Lydia and Laura, mm, we've got the secret sisters today. It's not a secret. Welcome to the show, Laura and Lydia. Thank hey, you. thanks for having us today. Yeah, we're so happy you could be a part of our sister show. And you guys grew up in a very musical family. So tell us what it was like growing up for you guys. Uh, well, I mean, our, our experience is very uh, typical Southern family. We have a really big family, um, and we just grew up in kind of the middle of the Bible Belt, so there's a lot of spirituality and a lot of faith-based kind of music. So I don't think we could have really gone in any other direction. It's always around us. It was in your blood. I don't know. There's just always music around whenever we were growing up. We didn't even think about it, and I guess we kind of felt like that was just normal. Our lives were just really saturated by by good music. Now, I love the story of how you were discovered. Can you share this story? Sure. Go for it, Lydia. <laughs> well, uh, we were actually discovered at an open audition held in Nashville about two years ago. Laura and I actually tried out separately. Now, I did read where, Laura, you were the one that auditioned first, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of strange because growing up, I was very insecure with performances. I never could get up the courage to perform. And, you know, I was really shocked when they said that they liked my voice. And I was like, okay, wait a minute, because, you know, I've got a younger sister. And Lydia was always the little songbird. And I was like, this isn't right. It isn't right for them to hear me and like me. They need to hear Lydia because she's the one who's supposed to be doing this. So it worked out. <laughs> Only sisters. I love that story. And they liked both of our voices. And as we were walking out the door, they asked if we sang together. And the rest is pretty much history. We had a record deal within three months of that audition. And it's just been a whirlwind ever since. And it happened rather quickly when it started happening. Which Absolutely. Is, which is awesome. So now you have worked with legendary producer T-Bone Burnett. So what was that experience like? Oh, well, I mean, obviously it was a, a huge honor. We were very big fans of, of his work. So to have somebody of that caliber interested in us was a, a huge boost, you know, to our self-esteem and also just career-wise. He was mm-hmm. very influential. He really helped us with um, just kind of preserving the music that we love so much. And he's been a very dear friend ever since then. He helped us to uh, get on the Hunger Games soundtrack that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He's just been a really good friend and a really helpful business ally and, and just musical influence. He's been great. Now, recording process for this album was very different than how most musical artists record today. Yeah, we recorded all to tape in the studio in Nashville. We wanted to keep it really organic and, you know, how they would have done it back in the 50s and 60s. And we we sang around one mic. The band was all in the room together. Yeah, we we tried to keep it as simple and... So no Pro Tools, no digital equipment, nothing like that. Right, and it was very important to us. I I think that it's really easy when you get into a studio setting, especially for for singers and vocalists, to get insecure about the way that you sound when you're Mm -hmm. recording. So it would have been really easy to go in and manipulate our voices and make them sound, you know, absolutely flawless at all moments. But 
we really tried to, you know, be brave about that and not overproduce the vocals because you end up stripping away a lot of the, the magic of a performance. And so we had a really strict rule that there was no auto-tuning, there was no, like, fancy, you know, studio work. You know, what you hear is what we are and, and who we are as this. And I think that's a big part of the appeal of you guys is the character of your voices, the real character of your voices. Oh, thank so, you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you guys also worked with Jack White, formerly of the White Stripes. And how did working with Jack differ from your experience with T-Bone Burnett? <laughs> it was a whole different ball game. We had gotten to meet T-Bone, who was really into the old music and the old style of doing things. And, and we meet Jack. It was like going into another world. And uh, he was nice enough to let us go into his studio and, and produce the single on his record label, Third Man Records. It was so great. We went in there with no idea what we were going to sing. We just suggested Big River by Johnny Cash, and we thought it would be, you know, really stripped down, bottleneck guitar, you know. And he goes in there and starts sweating on his guitar and it was insane but we loved it i think it was one of my most favorite things we've done so far now did he do the same thing as t-bone keep it all really analog and and no digital or yeah yeah no computers in there at all awesome yeah now on the album there's a lot of classic songs like white baby why who was instrumental in what songs made it to the album it was mainly us. I mean, we were given a lot of control over the songs that we did. And of course, you know, a lot of the songs on the record are cover songs because everything happened so quickly that we really had no time to sit down and write our own material. When we went in to choose what songs we put on there, a lot of the songs were songs that Lydia and I grew up loving. A couple of the songs T-Bone recommended, and then we also worked with a friend who actually produced the record, um, Dave Cobb, he really helped us to um, find so many great old songs. And it was a really hard process because there's so many good songs that are so special to us. And so we just picked the songs that felt useful and energetic and kind of across a wide range of styles and sounds. And so I feel like we really paid tribute to our roots and, and to the music that's within both of us. That and you grew and up excited. on. Yeah, absolutely. It was really important to us to take, you know, a musical snapshot of this is who we are right now and this is what matters to us. So it was really a great process. Yeah, it sounds neat. Now, last fall, you toured with Paul Simon. Speaking of legends, what was that like? (laughs) Amazing. He was just so gracious and so kind. And he he told us he really admired our music. And he was giving us advice on, you know, harmonies, because he obviously knows a lot about that. He started, like, suggesting all of these really great songs that we should listen to, songs that we had heard of or songs that we hadn't heard of. And it was just so neat to kind of have that music lover moment with him, because it made you realize, like, he really does love the music just like we do and it's never about the you know the fame or the money or any of that it's just about how great music is and how powerful it is and after the tour was over we were about to to leave on the last night of it and he said if you girls ever need anything from me if you need me to swing some punches for you or if you need me to do some work on a record just call me because I I support you and I I like you and respect you. That's amazing not very many people can say that Paul Simon has their back. (laughs) I know exactly. (laughs) What a highlight what a highlight. So now you, you both sound like you get along really well and the fact that you're doing it for the right reasons. So what was it about your upbringing that also allows you to keep your feet on the ground? And get along so and, well. And to still like each other. <laughs> well, I mean, there are definitely, to be completely transparent, there are still days where being in the same car or the same plane or in the same hotel room, it can lead to some interesting arguments about petty little things. But I mean, we, you know, we've been there. we do... Yeah, I mean, it just happens, and, and we never have any knockdown, drag-out fights, but we do love each other, and it's a great experience to have with somebody that you're super close to, but 
I don't know. I think just our upbringing being very family focused and, and of course our, our faith is very, very important to us and we're both very spiritually focused and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, the music is really the most important thing. If you're in it for the money, you're never going to be happy because, you know, the money comes and goes and that's not something that lasts. But we just love the music so much and the experience of sharing it with so many people all over the world. That feels really good and it feels like we're where we're supposed to be. It's really nice. I love sharing it with Lydia, even though she gets on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> we love that. It happens here, too. You guys can relate a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, we have to ask, what does sisterhood mean to each of you? Um, Lydia, you go first. <laughs> um, it just means a camaraderie with somebody that I, I love more than anything. And it's just such a, a humbling experience sharing a career with somebody that you love so much is a, a whole different level. And yeah, we do fight a lot, but we know that we can rely on each other too. And it's an honor. And Laura? And now and- I got to try to top that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a little teary eye with yeah. that. I missed you. For me, there's something special about the friendship that you have with your sister. It's like, I can't have that same relationship with anybody else in the entire world. You know, whether you're touring the world or you're just living, you know, normal everyday lives, working office jobs, it's, it's just a really special connection. And I feel like Lydia understands me more than most people do. And I feel like we both come from such identical places. We don't have the same brain, but we have the same kind of thought processes and the same kind of decision-making tendencies. I definitely know that I wouldn't be doing this if she had not walked into that audition that day. I probably would have gotten scared out of my mind and and ran away from it as fast as I could. So Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that we have each other through the ups and downs of showbiz and I love her, even though I give her a really hard time. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) I love those answers. Okay, so you walked the black carpet at the Los Angeles premiere of The Hunger Games, and I want to know what that was like. It was We were like fish out of water, I'll tell you that. (laughs) We had no idea what we were doing, but we had to just pretend. um, (laughs) What a fun thing to pretend, though. And what a fun thing to pretend with your sister. (laughs) Yeah, it was really funny. I just remember thinking, like, we're just not really good at, like, schmoozing. Because we just feel like it's really, like, pointless and it gets on our nerves. It's it's a weird kind of place for us sometimes to try to hobnob with big-time people. But we just kind of dressed up and walked around and looked at all the movie stars. And we were just like, what are we doing here? You know, just like, this is crazy. We're used to to running around barefoot in Alabama. It's not really our... uh, unique look it's kind of a retro style and look about you how did that all come about we both have a deep love for anything really old anything vintagey antique you know before we were performing professionally we didn't go around wearing dresses and flat red lipstick all the time just because it gets all over everything that it touches <laughs> um, but you know when we started you know making the record and kind of figuring out exactly what direction we were going in we thought we really need to have a definitive look and then we've had lots of compliments on our dresses and our hair and our makeup and there's certainly something to be said for having a style that helps you stand out and, and it works people pay attention. it yeah, works because absolutely. it's based in honesty too. and it mirrors the music Yes, that was a big part of it for sure.
So how did you get the name The Secret Sisters? Lydia, you want to take that? Well, it actually, we were just talking with people at our label and our manager, and we were trying to figure something out, and we were just going to be the Rogers sisters, because obviously our last name is Rogers, and that was actually taken by another pair of sisters, and um, we still wanted to keep the sisters aspect of it, because it sounds really classic. We just started, like, putting different words in front of the word sisters. Secret Sisters wasn't taken. That's, that's just how it happened. I wish there was a really cool story behind it, like we were separated at birth or something. But, you know. <laughs> Well, it has a great element of mystery, so it works. Well, we want to thank you for being a part of our sister show today. We love it that you two are so supportive of each other. And, you know, there's nothing like having a sister on the road to share and harmonize with. We want to thank you, Secret Sisters. Thank you, guys. You guys. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. What a great interview to kick off our sister show. And here's those special sister harmonies of the Secret Sisters with Tennessee Me. It's all about shoes. Love it.